And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Oh, we got Isaiah Stewart and LeBron. Isaiah wants some of him. Isaiah's not going away. They called technical fouls because they dusted up in the lane during the free throws. Isaiah's going after him. They've got to hold him back. Wow. Isaiah, he's, he's bleeding badly. He's, you can see why he is so upset. the basketball buds braised beef short ribs with zach harper and your favorite athletic writer hey, mad at me, bro. I'm gone. welcome to the basket buds edition of the athletic nba show podcast on the athletic podcast network i'm zach harper we got trevon edwards we got jay king we got mo dakil and have we got a deal for you that's right listen up you turkeys we got Black Friday coming up. We've got Cyber Monday coming up. And that means that if you have not subscribed to The Athletic yet, one, the hell are you doing? Two, you can get it for a dollar a month for 12 months. Jay, that's right. A dollar a month for 12 months. Sign up for the best coverage of sports on the internet Trey, I couldn't believe it either. It seems like we're giving it away. A dollar a month. Sounds like it's damn near free. I know it's damn near free. Like, yeah, this is dangerous, man. I'm not sure we've uh, have we no. approved this. How do you? How do I, I? don't. I don't think we should be doing this. I don't even think I should give this readout. I feel as sick as that fan in Sacramento giving this out because I'm worried that it's too good of a deal. But this is what it is. You're going to get the best coverage of sports on the internet. You're going to get it for a dollar a month. Actually, let's just, let's just keep this between us, okay? We're going to keep this. This is what you do. Go to theathletic.com slash NBA show, okay? Theathletic.com slash NBA show. A dollar a month. You got to do it before midnight of Monday, November 29th. And you lock in the very best price, not just the year, that we've ever given out just a dollar a month for new subscribers. Again, theathletic.com slash NBA show. Go sign up. On today's show, guys, speaking of great deals, not anything the Lakers did this offseason because they are in trouble. Okay? With that for a transition. <laughs> um, yo, I yeah, Jay, you saw it up close. I watched I watched the, the Lakers game against the Celtics and LeBron's return to the court. And great, it's one game. It's November, blah, blah, blah. Get all the qualifiers out. But it's the fact that after the game, have you ever heard LeBron James say 
in November, we need to have a sense of urgency. That's what I like this whole time. I've just been like, yeah, they suck with Westbrook and AD on the floor and no LeBron, but whatever. LeBron's going to come back and he'll write the ship because he's LeBron and all this stuff. And then the fact that he was like, yeah, we need to play with a sense of urgency. Jay, I was like, oh no, this team's in trouble. Yeah, because LeBron has always been a lack of urgency guy. Yeah, we he's got always been a we've got LeBron James. We'll figure this out, guys. Um, but it's different this year. They have a lot to figure out. Their pieces don't really mix. They got a lot of guys who play one end of the court if they play one end of the court at all. And like the rust thing is just going to take a lot of figuring out. They do have time, but like LeBron said, this is urgent. They got to really, really start figuring out. And he's tried to do this before. Like with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, which is probably a more natural fit than Russ. And certainly they were more in the prime of their careers at that point. That took a long time. It took them a long time to figure out how to play together. When he got to Cleveland, they were bad for a while too. And early in the first regular season there. And this this Lakers team, they, they've got guys who are creaky, guys who are flawed, and there is no chemistry there at all right now. Yeah, Trey, with the with the Lakers, it, maybe I'm misremembering this. I feel like you've been a little a little off this, right? Like the last couple of weeks, you've been like, yeah, I don't know about this Lakers team. Uh, but with LeBron back again, just one game against the Celtics, but like he didn't. And I know it's November, so he's not going to go all out. But I'm looking at all these like defensive mistakes by the team during the game. And I'm like, oh, that was LeBron's help. Oh, that was LeBron's help. Like he's not even he's not even going for this stuff right now. And he will have to set a tone to get everybody on on the same page, right? I will say this just to start it off. They have the same record as the 2012-2013 team. I don't know what that means. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> but that's not a that's not a great sign. It's not a great sign. And you're right. He doesn't really make emphasis about sense of urgency. In November, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, he's normally even kill about how things are going, and you know, pretty poised. This doesn't look like a poised man, and obviously, he missed some games, and you know, they got a bunch of guys that have been in and out of the roster and things of that nature. But um, overall, like, they started off hot, and I was like, hmm, does LeBron make this much impact, and is it business as usual, or is it one of those things that like? You know, they're back. Well, they're not back, and it's defense. It's been defense this entire time. Yeah. You know what I mean? They it's not about the spacing. Right? They, they suck so bad. Like, and it's, you know, obviously I feel bad because, you know, it's the whole AD versus Giannis thing now. It's just so many different distractions. At first, it was Russ turnovers. Um, the You know what I mean? The, the, the last time Russ led the league in uh, turnovers, he won MVP. Like, it's all these, like, comparing things that just doesn't help the Lakers in their situation. And like you mentioned, a lot of these are LeBron's fault. But to be fair, it's team defense. You know what I mean? Like, um, I forgot who who it was that that, that played, oh, um, the last matchup uh, the Nets had, and they the, the Warriors were running a, a, a triangle in two. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, to get KD out of the mix, yep. Yes, and it's like right, right. there's so many different schemes, but I think this falls on 
Bogle and the coaching staff to make these adjustments to support the 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 support the, the team that they have and and the makeup of it. You know what I mean? You got, I mean, if you're banking on guys like Trevor Reza or Kendrick Nunn to come in and 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 boost your defense, then God bless because that's not happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, no, no, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not saying that Trev won't. You know, no, bring but it. He's, but he's at the end of the day, that's the defense. Yeah, yeah, but that's a lot. That's gonna. a lot to ask for, and and guys just really yeah. been stinky. Yeah, even at his even at his best, even at his best, Trevor Reason wasn't going to come <laughs> in and fix a defense, even as a, a really solid defender. And Mo, this was something where uh, it was. It must have been the loss. Maybe it was the, after the loss to the Bucks. It wouldn't have. I don't think it would have been. Maybe it was after the Celtics. I can't remember if I was doing it in the radio in the morning or radio at night. But AD after a game saying like, like yeah, we just can't score right now. I'm like, you wait. That's the one thing you're supposed to do. Like that's your that's, bread and butter. Like you guys should be able to score right now. Like you got <laughs> Russ out there. You got you. You got Olympic Mellow. You got all this shit out there. And Mo, they can't score. And I don't know. Like I don't know what Vogel can do. I mean, there's not much Vogel can do on either end of the court. Just look at what you have on, on who you have on the court after time. Defensively, who's defending on that roster? Like just up and down. Who do you look at going like this is a solid defender? Maybe they have two guys. You know, like AD LeBron, obviously, but LeBron does it come and go, and and all of their defense triggers their offense. Get them in transition. Get some pushing the ball. Get some kind of those those opportunities to get Russ going downhill and things like that. In the half court, it's got awful. Like there's no movement. There's barely any cutting. It's just watch and 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 hope. You know, LeBron can can find something. Hope AD can bail you out with a uh, mid range jumper, or or Russ doesn't throw the ball out of bounds. I mean, it's a it's a tough deal. But also the urgency from LeBron's coming from the fact. I think this is the playing game. I think having get gotten the taste of the playing tournament last year, he's like, yo. We can't blow games now because we need to make sure we're not in the playing game come playoffs. That's a good point. And then the the most concerning part is the defense because the recipe for them when they won a title, the recipe for them last season was have a great defense and hope LeBron and AD are good enough to figure out the offense. And And that was a huge part of it because they don't have, honestly, enough surrounding offensive talent enough surrounding offensive shooting to build, I think, like a great, great offense. They're going to have to win with hustle. They're going to have to win with athleticism. They're going to have to win with defense. And and that part is missing right now. It's just yeah. – it's not there. And I, with the roster, like, it's tough to envision them getting back to that level where they were last season, even when AD and LeBron missed time, that, that defense was great. And – and they just don't have that right now. They had guys that were willing to defend in that Should sense. And Caruso again. Yeah, you know, it's it's those things. You know, you bring in Malik Monk, he doesn't he doesn't play defense. You know, and you you trade in, you know, defense for offense, but you're just you're screwed when the offense doesn't work cuz the guy you have kind of spearheading it in Russ, you, you know, when LeBron's out, he's not a guy that's going to help your offense. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and I think the concerning thing for me this early on and I and I think the playing tournament's a, a great point about this this sense of urgency. And I, I think the thing that concerns me is they've already played twelve games at home. Easy games. Yeah. They're, they're Easy, seven and five Oklahoma at home. Oklahoma twice. They, yeah, they've played right. <laughs> and they lost both those. Like they've played twelve games at home of their seventeen. Now we're recording this before 
They play in Detroit today. Um, and so maybe they snap this three game losing streak. Maybe they, they get this win on the road, but like they, they got a bunch of road games um, at some point. And obviously they're going to have these big stretches of road games. And so like, maybe, I don't know, Trey, maybe it can be the whole like rally around each other on the road. I don't know if older teams like this can like muster up that mentality. Well, I think it's like a very young man's game. I think it's very possible. Um, but it just starts with LeBron. LeBron has to take accountability. Um, and then everybody kind of gets in line. You know what I mean? Like, cause Anthony Davis right now is, he, you know, he, he's still riding off the whole bubble wave right now. And I'm, I'm really not feeling that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, yeah. oh, we suck or this and that. And it's like, well, it's kind of you too. Like, bro, like you gotta, a hundred percent, you know, you got, you gotta, you gotta think about it on that end and, and your effort isn't there. Like if you're a top 75 player all time, or if you're a all-star or people going to bat and saying that you're one of the greatest talent, generational talents that we've ever seen. We're not seeing it because now you're just getting comfortable with being a Laker and not really being the, you know, the elite talent that we are used to seeing. Should have never given those ruffles bags. There you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the playing game, the playing game. I just want to win a game. <laughs> They're a half game ahead of the Timberwolves as we record this. Um, all right. Uh, teams that are actually good. Teams that do actually excite. Um, I wanted to get into this because I was thinking about uh, some of these up and coming teams. And I know the Hawks took a while last season. It took a coach firing to get going. But I was trying to think who could be the Hawks of this year. And and I just kept it to the East, but we can throw in some Western Conference teams as well. But my candidates for the possible Hawks team that can make an unexpected deep run into the playoffs. The Wizards, what a fun win Saturday night against the Miami Heat. That was such a just such a great ending to that game. I love the way that I can't believe I can't believe Montrez Harrell's playing defense. I really can't. Like he is like they are defending with him on the court. Uh but the Wizards the Bulls, who obviously have gotten off to a, a very hot start, but I don't know I don't know if anyone's considering them for a deep playoff run. And then shit, the Hawks. Can the Hawks be the Hawks of last year? So <laughs> Mo, if I'm throwing those three teams at you, who do you think has the best chance to make a deep run in a playoff? I'm going with Trey's Bulls. I think you know, if they can get hot. I don't know if DeMar DeRozan is going to continue to have the career year he's having. But he can get hot. They can get on a run during the playoffs. And that's really kind of what happened to the Hawks. And the sort of the uh, bracket worked out in their favor. I think that can help for the Bulls. And I think they they defend better than I thought they would. Caruso's been unbelievable sort of addition coming off the bench. Lonzo's been great. You know, and they're doing this. And Vucevic hasn't even really gotten going yet. So I think, you know, the Bulls are probably the team I'm looking at that might be able to to make that sneaky run into the Eastern Conference Finals. Gotten going yet. Come on. Vucevic yes, going. Yes. He's not going to do anything. But I I like this Bulls team. I'm, I'm not convinced the Bulls will defend like this all year. Um, Trey, I, I have actually no, I know there's a lot of people going, you know, I mean, kind of echoing what Mo just said, like, can DeMar DeRozan keep this up? I have no concerns about DeMar keeping this up. I think this is just him. He had a great year last year. He had a great, he's having a great year this year. Like, I think he's just comfortable in his game and, and it's, and it's just automatic for him at this point. It's for me, it's the team defense. I don't, it, <laughs> Trey, it doesn't make sense to me that they're this good defensively. They're so I, athletic though. I mean, I, I, sure, I do, but I do they are remarkably defend, athletic. Like, 
I will say I do believe this way because of the pieces that they went and got and that are kind of what we wanted the Lakers to do. You know what I mean? Like normally yeah. when we would brag about the Lakers defense, guess who was a part of it? Alex Caruso. Caruso. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, Jesus. it's effort. It's effort. And it comes to the point of like, you know, these guys are approaching a situation where they're comfortable and they're rooting for their guys. You got Io coming in, small minutes. You got Caruso. These guys are hustling after the ball. They might be up 10 and they're trying to go get 50-50 balls. Scrappy, gritty, making Kirk Heinrich proud. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> this, is very, this is very coded language, Trey. You know? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so in this particular moment, you know what I mean? I don't know who ta- called DeMar Washed or whatever, whatever motivation Nobody he has. did. Nobody I don't remember did. it, but he it's great. That up. And I love it because, you know, he's – He's still showing that he had, you know, that that he was worth every penny that they paid. And then also his motivation of just, you know, changing the culture in Chicago. I mean, obviously, we haven't been this excited about basketball since Derrick Rose, you know. And and now, you know, it's fun because people, you know, even Bulls fans are calling, uh, you know, the the United Center basically uh, the ball center because, you know, LeVar Ball and this – you know they're they're all locked in right now. It's it's a it's a it's a circus, but you got to enjoy it. The piece I overlooked about them is the athleticism and and the size on the wing. They're, they're weird because they play super small lineups a lot, but the size on the perimeter is just everywhere. Yeah, I mean DeRozan DeRozan was a four for the Spurs a lot last year. You know, like he can he can play big. What I like DeRozan is a superb athlete. He might be like the. F- fourth or fifth most athletic guy in that rotation. Javante Green. Yeah, Javante they've Green's got Derek, Derek Jones Jr., Zach Levine. And then they got Lonzo, Caruso, Derek. guys with size and length, uh, hounding guards. And so I, I thought this defense was going to be bad because you look at Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic historically, but then you see it in action. And Donovan is just really, really tapping into that athleticism. And they, they're they fun to watch. I also think the Wizards, their defense has transformed just as much. Yeah. Like, like they no, went from... Wes Unsell Jr. can coach his ass off, man. Two, two years of coach. historically bad defense to now they're top five in defense. I mean, it's funny because it's like you look at what the Wizards have done by trading Russ and getting a bunch of pieces that fit. And then you look at the the Lakers did, which is just the opposite, and like the two teams have gone in different directions. But yeah, the the Wizards just have a lot of pretty good players. Um, like they're deep with guys who are pretty good and deserve minutes. I just I the, the one thing with the Wizards, I just don't trust them in the playoffs. They're a ton of fun to watch. And everything that they're doing is great. And Zach, you're 100% right. Wes Unsell Jr. is coaching his ass off. Kind of shocking it took this long for him to get a coaching job, but he's proven it that, yo, I belong here and he's killing it. But I just come playoff time. I don't know. I just, there's something about it. I just don't buy Kuzma continuing to shoot it as well. I still don't buy Harold's defense. Like at some point, right? Like he's going to stop playing defense, right? At some point. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, they're going to get it. Like they're going to put him in a situation where like, are you get now you have to take three steps to your right. And I just don't yeah, think it's right. gonna happen, right? But like they're they're another team where I don't I don't trust I don't trust their defense as much as I don't trust the Bulls defense. But I also think 
I don't think their offense can be as good as what the Bulls are doing, but I look at what they're I look at what the Wizards are doing offensively and I think, oh, this will get better. Like I actually think their offense is is underperforming right now, but their defense has been so good. I mean, they're number one in effective field goal percentage against them. Um, and it's not and like it's sound defense. Like they are they are last in the NBA in enforcing turnovers. Right? Like they're not gambling. They're just playing good, solid defense. But I I just don't I don't I look at those pieces, I'm like, I mean, yeah, KCP can defend and Kuzma's a better defender than people think. Um you know, Bradley Beal's actually just defending great right now. But I look at it, I'm just like, this can't keep up. Is Spencer Dinwiddie just flat out better than Russ? Oh, I in, don't in, think I want to have that conversation. Is in, he? <laughs> I, I had to had to choose ah, violence. Had to choose violence. Wow. Today. No. I would say no. in <laughs> <laughs> just straight up, no. But I, in this in what you need, kind of as your 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 Robin. <laughs> maybe, probably. <laughs> I suppose violence. This feels I, this feels rude. I gotta say, I, I'm not I, gonna answer. I, I choose. I I recuse myself. I choose not to answer. I, Soft. I would rather have Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, that's a different conversation. <laughs> no, I don't think Spencer it, it at is. twenty as opposed to Russ at forty-four. Yeah, Russ. Russ can yeah. do more. Russ will do more. Um, you don't have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> but like guys are literally like they they're begging him to do stuff on that Lakers team. Mm -hmm. And like defenses are just like, please, Russ, do whatever you want. <laughs> we, we are, we that's what we want, Russ. And he, he does a lot, but I think Dinwiddie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we, uh, are we overlooking the Hawks in this conversation or anybody else? I the, thing just, that, the, the thing that worries me about the Hawks is, and I, we might've talked about this last week. But um, the fact that Trey Young is just like, man, after being in the playoffs, it's hard to, hard right. to get up for these games in the regular season. Like, nah, buddy, you don't get to do that yet. He's treating it like, you know how, like, another job is interested in you and they're it's, like, it's yes, okay, yes. and you, inter and you interview, <laughs> yes. but in your mind, you've already selected that you're going to be working at that job. And then they're yes. like, oh, so sorry, you, just you didn't stop working hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you don't get that job. So you have to go back to your job. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. That's yeah, how he's you've moving. given your two week notice without accepting the new job. Yes, absolutely. The Eastern Conference <laughs> Finals hangover is tough to overcome. It is, it especially is when you got it's... there on accident. No. Yes, I was oh, gonna say, like, you, you don't. They don't. You don't get to feel like you had the right to be there. <laughs> the Hawks, like they did it. The view, they got there, the, but having this sort of this this privileged attitude of yeah, the regular season doesn't matter to us. I'm like, eh, 
might need to matter a little bit more to you. So you might need to have some so of that LeBron urgency. Right I, I actually I'm think uncomfortable. I actually think the Hawks, like by the end of the season, their offense will be very, very good. They'll end up winning I mean, a bunch of good, games. It's been good I so think, far. It's just it's. I think it's just problem, a very Nate McMillan style offense, which I don't like, but it's been but, effective. Yeah, why aren't they shooting more threes? Nate McMillan. I, like I was looking at the stats and I was like. Wait, 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 wait. This team with Trey Young, Bogdanovich, like, you, you know, Gallinari, yeah, you know, like, what a whole bu- like a long list of shooters. Collins yeah. can even shoot a little bit. Like, they just have shooters everywhere. I, I looked at the stats the other day. I don't know where they st- stand right now. They're in the 20s in yeah, three they're point tw- they're 20, 26th in three point rate. I mean, this yeah, is, I was the like, thing that, is, that's just mind boggling. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, in terms of just, effectiveness versus style when the wolves went to the playoffs with jimmy butler and and tom thibodeau as the coach their offense was like the fourth best offense in the league for pretty much the entire season but you looked at how that offense was playing you're like this is not going to work in the playoffs as effective as it is right now it's not going to work the playoffs i look at that with the hawks right now like i want it to be way more open like you're saying because if it's more open and they're and they're and it's not just shoot threes to shoot threes it's the way that you would create them that just creates so many problems for for the opponent. Um, I think this offense right now, even though it's been hyper effective, I think this is an offense you can easily game plan for in the postseason. And they need to switch it up. They need to get into the postseason. I mean, they'll get in, but like, they're- <laughs> Did you just argue with yourself? <laughs> no, I was just trying to be, you know. Yeah. Happens all the time, Zach. <laughs> Uh, they are. I mean, they are. Look, guys, if the if the playoffs started today, They'd one one we'd be super fucking confused why the playoffs started today. But two, they wouldn't be in. They wouldn't be in the playing tournament. <laughs> what about what about the Hornets? Should the Hornets be in this conversation? Well, well, that's that's part of the reason why it's tough for the Hawks too, is because the East has improved. Like. Why should their division's good, except for they, Orlando? They were fifth last year. We just we just got over talking about the Wizards. They're much improved. The Hornets, those guys are a year older and more ready. Like there are a Miami. lot of teams. Miami's way better. Um, like sure. there are just a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference that are worthy. Like there are going to be teams. The Bulls. We talked about them. They're way better. Yeah, they're not like, going away. Just everybody except for Orlando, Detroit, and I'm gonna throw Indiana into that <laughs> into that pile of doo doo. But oh yeah, I'm out on Indiana. They, the, they, the, the, yeah. That group of players has been exposed. Where like you got to trade some guys off. The Cavs like they won't do anything because their offense isn't good enough. But their and defense is Sexton's really out. good. Yeah, yeah, Sexton's out for the year. That sucks. Toronto like they're better than I thought they were gonna be. And certainly after last year when guys were just missing all the time, like they're they're more competitive. Yeah. Yeah, the East so is it's crowded, just like, man. Yeah, the East is really crowded. And that, that's that's working against the Wizards. I, I don't think the the Hornets belong in that category though. Like maybe go to the conference finals. Even, even if they have a perfect draw, they're not going to the conference finals. I I mean, I just have a hard time believing the, in them right now when they're they still have a negative point differential and things like that. Like that's kind of a barometer for me early in the season where I'm like, uh, they might not be as good as their record. They might be dropping some here pretty soon. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think that's fair. 
I think that's fair. Um, let's go to the Western Conference. The Minnesota Timberwolves are on fire. They are in a we can make the play in tournament by default run against the Kings and against the Spurs that beat both of them this past week, I think. Um, they blew out the Memphis Grizzlies Saturday night. They were up 40 plus pretty regularly in that in that third and fourth quarter. Well, what's um, going on with the Grizz defense? Oh, it's so it's oh, so bad. Dude. It's so bad. And so I'm curious, like, what do you think makes the Kings sicker? The fan court side or the fact that the Wolves maybe maybe caught a second wind here? That dude puked all over the sidelines. How does that happen? I've, I've been drunk before and escorted out courtside. But you got escorted out courtside? I love that. Yeah. Please tell us this story. You got to tell us this story. Wait a second, what? So... During the time, I think the Bulls were, like, bad, and I was, like, an honorary Denver Nugget fan. I don't know what reason why I became a Denver Nugget fan. But I think it was Jokic's second year. And okay. me and Omar, shout out to Omar, we got courtside seats. This is before I was in the media game uh, to watch the Suns versus the Nuggets. Well, we drank the whole time before the game <laughs> And yeah, I want to say Omar's gonna have you drinking. Yeah, that's yeah. So so we got to the point where it was like third quarter, and I don't know why I just got up and started screaming. Shout out to Big Jeff, and I don't know who Big Jeff is, but um, I start dozing off like the ten minute mark of fourth quarter, and the security came and was like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta go if you're falling asleep," and I was just like so lit, dude. Like oh, they were bad. watching you then. They were watching you. If they were the waiting to see you fall asleep, yeah. man. Yeah, they were, I was, the, I was the out of it. The security guard was named Big Jeff. I could not wake <laughs> up. I could not I could not stay awake, dude. And like I was but I was literally just just drunk. Shut just up, drunk at the, at the game. I'm talking about like maybe those like big handle mugs of beer. I was just col- I was college wasted. So but I didn't oh, puke. No. So I'm thinking about this dude and I'm like, what did he what type of mission he went on to get drunk? I get it. It's the Kings. He lives in Sacramento. I understand. You so, drink. You sorry, drink. sorry, Zach. I mean, living in Sacramento drives sorry, you Zach. Drink. But hey, I, I got out for a reason. But at, end, but, at, but at the end of the day, Luke he had Wall's no, like, damn, say something for me. Look, that's not even a flex to sit that sit like at Golden One Corsair, right? So no. I'm sure whatever mission he was on, he got there and he got there I've, too fast. I've been scouring these Nuggets rosters trying to figure out who Jeff could be. Is it possible was Jeff uh, was Delic still coaching one of these teams or no, bro, as an assistant somewhere? Bro, I don't even know who Jeff. <laughs> like honestly, I wish I compared to somebody, but I no, just it's kept- possible you thought Juan Hernan Gomez was named Jeff. I'm open to I don't know, looks, man. looks like a Jeff. Looks like know. a Jeff. I just, just kept saying standing it, fatigue. <laughs> Just mad Jeff Teague isn't in this game. <laughs> uh, there's a John Jenkins on the uh, on the Suns at the time. I don't know, man. That's weird. Huh. That's a tough one. <laughs> what, a a story, what a story. What a story. Oh, and what also, I was wearing a Phoenix Suns Devin Booker shirt. It was so funny. Like it's like a, it's just like PH. Yeah, listen, I was wearing a jersey, so you know I was locked in. I had my lanyard. Oh my god, you were <laughs> like, all I had, out. I had the it was the 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 row one 
seat one <laughs> type thing with the lanyard. <laughs> I had a backwards hat on. Like I was broed out. It was crazy, dog. I was oh just literally God. lit. It was funny though. I need to see front row sim- tray more yeah, often. Yeah, I need to see a simulation yeah. tray. Like this is <laughs> Nah, man. I, they'd never take me serious again if I start doing that. <laughs> but like it was a part of Omar's I can't imagine um, doing a jersey. It was his it was his uh it was his um 30 his, he's trying to hit every arena. And Phoenix oh, okay. was on and then Phoenix was on it. So that was the reason why I went and like Did he did you get him chucked too? Yeah, oh, we ejected? we both got out. Yeah, we yeah, both, both got out. Oh yeah. man, yeah. It's, it's his. Yeah. It's his like one. It's his. Was that his first time in the arena? Yeah, but it was crazy because he didn't live there. So you got him. There. You got him escorted out of the arena. But, I mean, we made when, it to the fourth when he's quarter. going what? around. <laughs> Jay, don't shame Trey. He gave him a once in a lifetime experience. That don't shame Trey. He helped him out. Yeah, we, both wore, we both wore jerseys, and I think he wore. Uh, I want to say this is so. This is twenty sixteen. Was Bledsoe still on that roster? Uh, Jeff Bledsoe? <laughs> Jeff Bledsoe. Um, Eric I, Bledsoe was on that roster, yeah. So he had a Bledsoe jersey and I had books. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to uh, find that picture, but when I find it, I'm going to share it with y'all. So funny. I told you guys about the time I almost got thrown out of a Suns game in uh, in Phoenix, right? It was by Brian Colangelo. I've I've heard this, but it's a good one too. <laughs> well, if I've told on the story, I don't want to retell it. But am I the only one who hasn't been ejected from an NBA basketball? <laughs> I didn't game? get I didn't get ejected, but I think it's because Jason Kidd broke his foot. I think it's the only reason I didn't get I didn't get thrown out. But it was very close. Colangelo had bigger things to deal with in the moment. Yeah, than he Zach. was ready to he was ready <laughs> to get me tossed, and then Jason Kidd broke his foot. And uh, and as he was running to the to the locker room right before halftime, I yelled, "Yeah, go check on your meal ticket." <laughs> and he turned around and looked at me, and I thought, "Oh fuck!" He was not happy. <laughs> um, all right. So the Timberwolves, we're not taking them seriously, but are we taking them more seriously than we would the Kings or the Spurs? Like it, one of these teams is gonna get into the playing this, tournament. This is like the opposite of violence. Like we we were searching for violence earlier. Now it's like nobody cares. <laughs> it's so weird though. Like the roles have swapped, right? Like the East used to be like no one gives a shit who's getting in at the back end of that conference for the play for the playoffs, and and even last year for the playing tournament, like nobody wanted to watch Indiana. Right. And then they, they stomped the Hornets. Like that was a disappointing part of the playing tournament. We thought, Oh, this fun Hornets team. And then they got waxed by like 40 and that was disappointing this year. That's going to be somebody in the West. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on direct TV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on direct TV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Direct TV has the most MLB games. Visit directtv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And it might be Minnesota. It might be. You know, when yeah. I when when you're looking at it with, you said San Antonio or Sacramento, I think Sacramento is going to be pretty close to firing Luke Walton. So who knows what happens I'm there. pretty sure. Like he will probably, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's fired I, before this podcast gets posted. I was shocked he, he wasn't fired by the time I woke up this morning. Yeah. But there's that. 
San Antonio doesn't have the firepower. And, you know, so Oklahoma City's right behind Minnesota, but we all know what's going to happen there. Right. So, I mean, like, they're kind of just going to make the play-in tournament by default if they don't screw up. Unless, unless Zion comes back, Ingram's back, you know, maybe the Pelicans outside, outside chance of getting it all together. Hell um, no. Okay. There we go. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the, it, it, I guess that's progress for the Wolves. Just making the play tournament in general would definitely be progress, but I, I fear it would be reinforcing some bad habits. Oh yeah. Cause they're going to think this is the trio to go forward with Edwards, Russell, uh, Russell and, and, and cat. Like I'm not in on D'Angelo Russell. I don't think that's the guy you're really going to win with long term. Yeah, he's, so. he's been terrible this year. He's been terrible. Ant's been right. great, but Ant's been great. Cat's been awesome. When you look at what D'Angelo Russell's doing, you're looking at it, and then if they make the playing tournament, they're all going to feel justified. And it's like, nah, man, like that. You need to upgrade that. It's weird. It, their team, I guess, sort of like the Wizards, although not nearly as as successful this season. But their team, where I'm like. Why has their defense been good and their offense has been mediocre? Because that's they don't fit the profile of that in any way. Um, I guess I don't know. Like all the numbers are going to be skewed because they beat the Grizzlies early on in the season by so much last night. Um, but yeah, like I I don't I don't know if Chris Finch is doing a good job. I don't know if Luke Walton's just doing that bad of a job. Um, I don't know if Pop has the players to. I think it would be funniest if Pop coaches them to the tenth ten spot. In the West. I mean, the Spurs never die. So it's kind of like if those teams sputter, yeah. you do feel like the Spurs are at some point are just going to sneak off and run, you know, win nine out of 10 games and kind of get right back in the race of things. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the threat for them of just like, don't mess up, man. Their Spurs are coming. Jay, you mentioned Memphis and how bad the defense is. I, it has been like, it's been, I mean, it's been atrocious. And I think they were waiting for Dylan Brooks to get back to kind of help fix everything. And that hasn't really worked since he's been back. And so I do think we were a little distracted by how great John Morant's been this season. Yeah. And that, that group has historically been a really tough group, been a group that defends like hell, but I I do think their kind of youth movement in a way has hurt them. Like, they, they, they're minimizing Kyle Anderson, who was a huge part of that defense and always seems to be in the right position and can defend any number of players. And, and they've, they've gone away from some of that, which I get because Jaron Jackson Jr. is the future for them. But also that's going to hurt you defensively in the short term. And, and it's a change that needs to happen. Uh, and also Brooks is a huge deal. Like Brooks... Brooks sets a tone for that team. He can take some wild shots sometimes. But he can. He does. <laughs> but but that dude is all heart, all soul, all all fire. And 
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Like they've missed that. They, when he was out, they really writing a missed ballad Dylan about Brooks. him. All soul, all heart, all fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so my brother Give this has man always a Brooks been Brooks like, My brother has always been the biggest Dylan Brooks fan, and he would text me like Dylan Brooks, like. They, they they go as far as Dylan Brooks takes him. And I used to be like, just chill out. Dylan Brooks takes the worst shots in the entire <laughs> world. I cannot stand watching Dylan Brooks play basketball. That dude has won me over so many times wow. just by playing harder than anyone else. I can't and believe he's in his fifth season. That doesn't like, seem right to me. I, I, I have come 180 degrees on Dylan Brooks. I could not stand watching him play basketball for the longest time. <laughs> And now I think he is a huge, huge ingredient to their success. So he's won me over. The rest of their defense needs to be more like Dylan Brooks. There it is. Um, On the other side of that conference, the Phoenix Suns are surging. They've won 11 in a row. Uh, Feels like they're back. Maybe this, maybe the Sarver thing lit a fire. I don't know. Something's happened to where they, they are just, they're on a roll now. And, and, Mo, I, it's kind of surprising. Like, it, I don't feel like, I don't feel like any one player has really taken over during this time, right? Like, I, I feel like it's it's that great like group collective from them that we saw last year. And, and DeAndre Ayton missed a bunch of time, right? He missed like five or six games, and and they've just been able to you know plug in Javale, plug in Frank, like Frank Kaminsky at thirty in a game, right? Like they've they've been able to just plug guys in, and and it's that that Monty Williams group collective like they had last year where it's not just one dude carrying them. Yeah, no. Um, first off, that's offensive. Frank Kaminsky was the star for them, Zach, during that run when Aiton was out. Don't don't take that away from Frank the Tank. Okay. I mean, 10 um, points. No, no, but, you know, just, so was it was an important JaVale's 10. It was 10 an important 10. Star? It, was a loud, it was a loud 10, Zach. Um, JaVale's was a quiet 10. No, what they've been doing has been awesome. And it's it's hard to pinpoint like exactly who's killing it. Cause like CP's not shooting it well from three or things like that. Obviously yeah. Booker's going off and, and scoring and, and leading them in scoring. But it is very much a communal sort of everybody's kind of just doing their part. Everybody's defending. They're number three in defensive rating early in the year. And I know that'll may change, but they've been rock solid on that end. And that's kind of what sort of propelled them to this big win streak that nobody seems to notice is happening. Yeah, I mean, I I knew. Well, that's the funny thing, Trey. Is like I knew the Suns were on a roll, but I didn't I didn't realize it was eleven in a row. I was just like, oh, they're playing really well lately, and now it's like, oh, this team is this team's dominating. 
Yeah, um, they again. It's been overshadowed by this Sarver stuff, which sucks. But uh, Monty got those guys responding, and I, I mean, they've they've kind of been unified since you know the run last year. But even before that, building up that culture, he's been doing an amazing job. And I think even just trying to get other guys involved, like he's mentioning in in post game and in pre game, saying you know more so like. We need to get fine and call more plays for Cam Johnson and, and things of that nature. And like most coaches don't normally just shout out a fourth option or a third option guy to like yeah. get more involved. But like these guys are making the right plays, you know what I mean? And, you know, although, you know, everyone joked about it, including myself, about paying a 35 year old um, Chris Paul at the time, he's 36 now, um, as far as like, oh, he's getting old, but like, Nah, they're thriving, dude. If it's, he's not in the way, and 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 they're they're sharing the ball and they're sharing the wealth, and I think that this this Suns team is not a fluke. They're for real. Um, they belong in the conversation. I don't know where they'll fail. You know where where they'll end up. Um, come late April or May, but um, they definitely need to be respected. Um, like how the Jazz and you know um and how the Warriors are rolling. You know so. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And yeah, you I talked mean, I, earlier, Zach, about how Trey Young is just kind of taking the lackadaisical approach, right? Like, oh man, these these games don't mean anything to the playoffs. That's the difference between having Trey Young and Chris Paul as as your point guard leader. Chris Paul is not just urgent right now; he is desperate. I don't He's know like, if that's fair. Like, there's fifty years. I mean, no, Chris Paul's them. a psychopath, dude. Every, like, Chris Paul's crazy, dude. That's different. That's still playing matters. well. They're just they're just every not taking it seriously. But I think he, yeah, I think he knows that just Paul like how. a tone of taking everything extremely seriously. I think it's the same and, way as but, how LeBron has that sense of urgency, knowing that the clock is ticking for those dudes. Yeah, They know that they can't afford to lose games, especially they don't have that luxury. I mean, obviously, you know, Book, when he's going, he's going, but sometimes he'll kind of fade away or sometimes he has those nagging injuries where it's his finger or something and he's out and then they lose a stretch of games and, you know, Chris Paul knows how important seeding is. And if they get the right matchup, they can, again, end up in the same position that they ended up in, you know? Um, so you have to play to win, you know what I mean? And you never know because may the, the healthy team win. I think that's been the case for the past couple yeah. of years now since yeah, the sure. Warriors-Cavs thing, you know what I mean? After the Warriors-Cavs kind of fell out, everybody it's been up for grabs since then. And it's just about health, being healthy, you know what I mean? Because – We've kind of been riding the coattails of the Nuggets every year, and then they kind of get hurt. And, you know, which team is going to be the healthiest and make it and last all the way to June? 
Um, something I saw this morning, and I got to be honest, I didn't know this was a rule. And I'm mad that it's a rule. Robin Lopez got a free throw violation. Not shooting a free throw, but lining up. Because he was yelling instructions to Mo Wagner. He was yelling to, to, you know, to teammates like, hey, stay there. Hey, you, you're going to pinch here. Like, we're going to do the right for rebounding stuff. And Giannis missed a free throw when it happened. And so the ref said that he had, that Robin Lopez had to be quiet. And I got to be honest, I didn't know that if you're lined up, that you couldn't, like, yeah, I've never or, heard of that. Ta- I've never heard because that. I've because guys talk all the time. Yeah, but he was, but and like Robin but, Lopez doesn't have an indoor voice, as we know. Like I, I think, for all we know, he was whispering. It does kind of make sense because you know, otherwise, like, why wouldn't guys just holler at you? Sure, like, base, uh, yeah, no, I, like, it, yeah, it's connecting now, but tra- <laughs> like, I've I, never heard this. So. It's guys have always barked out instructions. Yeah, it made me angry. I'm like, what is this golf, tennis? But the that's weak as hell. What was dumb about the, it too? He wasn't like over the top, just like screaming in somebody's ear or anything. He was. Yeah, he, he wasn't was talking trash. He was just like, yeah. But but the best part was after that, <laughs> Robin Lopez just starts yelling at his guys, going, "Be quiet, everybody! Be quiet, everybody! Be quiet!" <laughs> that was the, the best mic, part on the, on the rim mic. It was so great. <laughs> but yeah, I got angry, and I it like shocked me. Now I'm starting to wonder, like, what rules don't I know that exist? But yeah, like that that whole thing of that whole thing of Robin Lopez getting in trouble for being too loud on a basketball court. I am if anybody I mean, was, was gonna do that before, it would have been like Joakim Noah, right? That's when we would have found out about it. Yeah, I, I wonder if he just annoyed the ref that day. And it was very possible. at least yeah, like, very possible. like just just you know what, screw it. Giannis, you get another free throw. That wasn't fair. Like maybe the ref was having a bad day. You know, maybe his coffee order didn't come right or whatnot or things like that. Like, whatever. He's just sort of frustrated because I've never seen that. And it wasn't like you guys said. He was literally just yelling out instructions. Mo, Mo Wagner, you stay there. You Forget who else he was talking to, but you yeah. box out. Do it like that's, He is literally talking basketball. Like, it's not. I, I don't yeah, know what I he think, and, and like, come on. It's not like Steph Curry missed the free throw. It's Giannis. Like, I don't think that's the reason Giannis missed the free throw. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, all right. Before we go, we are heading into thanksgiving week and so you can name you know watching the lions play football you can i'm not gonna ask you to say what you're thankful for because i i don't give a shit but i am curious what your favorite part of thanksgiving holiday is uh mo we'll start with you i mean it's the food but in particular i just love the gravy you have a good gravy that's a great thanksgiving meal okay that's a solid choice jay I'm extremely thankful that I get to fly to San Antonio on Thanksgiving. <laughs> to, to hey, man, you get some Tex-Mex Thanksgiving? That's not bad. By myself, alone, in a hotel room. That is uh... – actually, no, I'm thankful for this Clay Thompson news. I'm not asking. I'm not asking you what you're thankful for. I don't care. I'm, I don't I'm want. Just, I, <laughs> I. I just want to know what your favorite part of Thanksgiving is. I don't care what you're thankful for, Jay. Clay, okay, Clay you Thompson's weren't listening. Coming back, so that's but that's not. But that's again. You're answering a question I'm not asking you. I'm not a turkey guy, though. Wait, I don't wait, think is, wait, hold. Are we having two different conversations here? What's happening? I don't think yes. turkey is very good. I just <laughs> just wanted to state that. Okay, there, right. there are much better meat choices that sure 
that could be possible for Thanksgiving. That that's like the biggest drawback to Thanksgiving is they picked a suspect meat. Okay. So I asked you what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving, and you gave me one that you're thankful for Clay Thompson is about to return, it sounds like. And two correct. the thing you don't like about Thanksgiving. Also correct. All right, cool. Uh Trey, what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Or a complaint, I guess, is now on the table, thanks to Jay. <laughs> Oh, I mean, since we got complaints now, man, why we got to dress up to go sit to eat? I, I have not done that for years. I'm like, I'm a, I'm, I'm coming to dinner in my sweats because it's just my family. The hell yeah, do I got to dress up for them for? Yeah, man, I'm with you. Point. Like, you should not have to dress up for Thanksgiving dinner. This is also my first non-vegan Thanksgiving, so I'm oh, interested. To see okay. you. Oh, wow, big day. Take it, take it slow, Trey. Don't just start gorging. Like you can yeah, like, yeah, oh, breaking you news. Can't shock the system. Breaking news. Shouts to Big Jeff. Luke, there it is. No, Luke Walton has been fired. <laughs> yep. There it is. That's what we were waiting for. I mean, it's going to make that 15 minutes ago talk about the Kings look funny now. But, hey, we still got it in for the podcast. Luke Walton fired. Very expected. Um, Actually, I thought it was going to happen Friday night. I had heard that it was it was it was about to happen Friday night. So I'm I'm shocked they let him have another game here. Um, Not this front office is higher for coach. Right. So you kind of on borrowed time there. And uh, and with with Luke, you know, third year in Sacramento. I don't think any of this was his fault, but he also wasn't fixing it. So I don't know. What do you what do you guys what do you guys think about this? This Luke Walton news? I mean, I was shocked they gave him another season. So, I mean, that's that's the end of his coaching career. I'm going to say that. I'm just keeping. He's up. definitely not going to get a head coach. Yeah, he's job, he's right? out of yeah. there unless he wants to do assistant joint. Um, but who's that go to? Uh, Alvin Gentry now. Uh, Probably. No, I don't. I don't nope. believe he'll get. I think it's going to go to Doug Christie. Oh well, that's cool. Shouts to Doug. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what I've what I've heard would be the scenario. Is that and and it's look? I guess. I don't know if we should keep recording until we until we find out that next <laughs> the next thing. But what I what I heard, and maybe this has changed since Friday because I thought he was going to get fi- fired Friday too. What I've heard is Alvin Alvin not getting it would be Alvin's choice, not not taking the yeah the job as interim or now maybe or he changes I can see maybe, that from maybe Alvin. yeah maybe he changed his mind. Um, but what I heard was Alvin was was going was not going to take that, and then it would go to Doug Christie after that. They gave Luke Walton a lot of time, man. A lot of time. In Sacramento, though? This is his third season. Like, and that team sucks, man. That's not a good roster. But he's not a good coach either. Agreed. Agreed. He's not. To be fair, he did win like 70 straight games with the Warriors. (laughs) Yep. We all know that was was him. (laughs) It was all him. I mean, it's just funny. Like, look, man, I, I just look at this Kings roster and. I've never thought, oh, here they come. They're on their way. Like, the rosters doesn't make sense. Like, the two things I like the most about it are, are Al- Alvin Tyrese Halliburton and... Oh, he is getting the nod. Okay. I guess he, I guess yeah. that changed. All right. Um, yeah. What's uh, crazy is they played well for Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager's a solid coach. But Co- I'm saying, like, they just got rid of him. Yeah, it's the Kings. 
Yes. This is what they do. They get rid <laughs> they of a coach every year and a half. Under Yeager. It's, it's, it's working. Let's get rid of him. That's, that's, that's Kangs, you know, like that's their whole thing. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> what, should anyone want that job? I mean, it pays well. There's only 30 of them. Yeah, it pays well. It's <laughs> There's only 30 of them. You take it. And I'll tell you what, like, Fox is really freaking good. What does that like, mean? Really freaking good. I mean, oh, yeah. He's not this year. And he hasn't been this year. Yeah, he hasn't been this year. And I, like, I don't, the point guard position is so good and saturated. Like, I don't look at him and think, like, that's going to be one of the guys. And that's not a knock on him necessarily, but I just look at that position. I'm like, yo, it's loaded, loaded with guys. Yeah, well, I, I kind of look at their roster, and I feel like you can build with what, like a a high charged offense. With yes, but Fox, they had Fox, historically Fox the second worst defense in NBA history last year. Yeah, but, I mean, you gotta gotta figure some things out on that. But the, I think the issue is is that they're they're treating this as like, all right, we're building around De'Aaron Fox, and like he's not good enough for that. But are they? Because they Aren't drafted they? Davion Mitchell. In yeah, the I mean, they like, also they not, also didn't draft like De'Aaron they've Fox. They've gone out and just tried to get like great great fits for Fox. Like that hasn't been. I don't think they're – and they haven't built a system around him. Like, Jaeger had them flying up and down the court. And they took advantage of his speed. They took advantage of how electric he is in transition. I feel like lately they haven't done that. Give him the keys for real, for real. And That's build a, everything around him. That and see, sounds push, like a recipe for mediocrity. He's, he's as fast yes. as it gets. Well, that's a lot better than what they've been. <laughs> it. I don't know that it is though. I think it's the same as what they've been. Again, like he's he like I, he's he's a fine player, but I think if he's even your second best player, like that doesn't sound good to me. But the way he plays, I don't know if he can be anything less than that. Like that's a dude that's going to have to look in the mirror at a certain point if they can put more talent around him. Would you do Simmons for Fox? If I'm if you're sac- Sacramento. If I'm Sacramento? <laughs> Hell yes. Right? Like a no-brainer? Yeah. <laughs> so, like Simmons, you Simmons do it has if- been an all-NBA player. Fox right. has not well, been I'm, close. I mean, that might be something I want to see happen. That'd be and fun. again, I don't know if I'm building a team around Simmons, but I feel better doing that than I do Fox. And again, yeah, Fox is that, good, but I just I, he's not a he's not a top dude on a team, not on a good team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's pretty that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think there, there's another level there, like a much higher level. Pro, I mean, I would hope so. He's in like his fifth or sixth season. Like you, you shouldn't top out at this point. But yeah, like I and and I don't want to put all the Kings problems on him. Like the roster's just not very good. Tristan Thompson's rant was great, though. Great rant from Tristan Thompson. That's that's the one thing the Kings have done well over the last. Is get one of the things they've done well is get Tristan Thompson to to rant about the situation. Just let him rant. Yes, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, All right. 
Well, I guess Luke Walton's not thankful for employment during this, but he still gets paid, right? Yeah, he gets paid, yeah. man. He's going to be fine. He'll He's be going fine. to be just He'll fine. He'll be fine. Just like if you subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash NBA show, you subscribe to that thing right now before midnight of November 29th. You're going to get a dollar a month for 12 months. We've never done this before. It's kind of it's kind of insane to think we would do this. You can take advantage of our Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sale, theathletics.com slash NBA show, and get the best coverage of sports on the internet for a dollar a month for 12 months. For Trey, for Jay, for Mo, I'm Zach. Keep it locked in on The Athletic. Enjoy uh, the Riverwalk for Thanksgiving there, Jay. Thanks. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Thanks, Maximus. <laughs> Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.